Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Better Call Saul Season 4 Episode 6, it's called Pinata. So full spoilers for the episode as always. Saul is literally dangling us back and forth. Yeah. Even 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 yeah, the start of this episode with Kim, he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not going to see the therapist." I'm like, "You just said at the end of the last one, you're going to do it." And Kim's like, "Oh, I thought you said you were going to." And I'm like, "Yes, Kim, he did. Yes, let's just get this out of him." Um, not that this feels like his character, though. It feels very, very in character for yes. for Saul to do this. But you know, I'll just it's yeah. the whole thing. Um, also, we've mm-hmm. got a different time period in the in the opening. Again, yeah, this is two in a row where we've had we've had a flash to a different time, and this one is when they were both working in the mailroom at HHM, and we even get to see Chuck uh, alive and well and looking very healthy as well. well. There was a moment where he was just on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm pretty sure that is him, but maybe yeah, maybe that's you know they couldn't. He, he was busy. He could come away. It's just someone stood over there, and like, no, no, he walks over. No, he comes over, and this scene is basically the motivation for Saul to actually become a lawyer because he's working in the mailroom but that's just like you know he's probably got him a job right a job that he can do you know what you know no matter what he's in the mailroom and we see that he's doing like an Oscar pull uh, and they're all making yeah, their guesses so it's early 90s right is it that early what, what, what was the movie they said yeah I can't remember Howard's now. End I, um... Howard's End I think that was it yeah it's early 90s right I can't remember I'll, I'll, do you know what I'm going to check right now let's find out what year this is maybe yeah, uh, obviously it doesn't really help us date anything, but just well, apparently there was one in twenty seventeen with Haley At- Haley Atwell, so it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, nineteen ninety two. Ninety two is what we're on. So this is probably early ninety three that this is taking place. Yeah, early ninety three, which is fine. I will say on this one, though, this is the first time I've really had an issue with the age of the actors and when it's supposed to be. Because yeah. they look the exact same, of course, and I don't necessarily want them to get different actors to play because that would just also ruin it in a completely different way i mean it's only a decade right that's true that's true it's only a decade um they, they just they both look so middle-aged though and that's not an insult they're just middle-aged uh yeah, whereas whereas kim true. says she's in you know school right now and i'm like you, you look a bit older than that yeah so you know it's not a big deal but it's just it's something you just kind of have to you know let it away with because it's either that or we we have different actors i think there was one scene in like season one where we saw saul being arrested and chuck came to get him and yeah. it was it, this was meant to be like you know even before this so again it was like he, he looks too old but yeah yeah no, definitely that one did but yeah so and we see that they're already becoming friends uh he may have feelings for her but the whole thing is that he feels kind of left out and he sees chuck kind of almost look proud of her at one point because she understands what he's talking about she's asking questions about the case that he's just won and she's offering opinions and even saying hey wouldn't this have been another idea and he's like no we did try that but here's why we didn't and then he kind of quizzes her it's like and and, and that's from and yeah. you know and she's on the ball but there's, there's a sense of pride a sense of pride that chuck perhaps never is never directed towards him and it's right after this, you get that shot. Almost unnatural how clean this room is, this hallway, where there's just one door that says library. You know, it felt, it felt almost surreal that there was nothing there. It was yeah. just so blank, but that's kind of the point. And he, he turns back and goes out of the library to, to start studying, essentially. I I, uh, I appreciate that Kim picked up on it as well. That, you know, like when when he says something to, to him, mm. and you can just feel the, the disdain coming off of it. Yeah. 
Um, so I mean, it makes their relationship and how she understands him go all the way back to this. It also, as someone is given that we every year guess who's going to win the Oscars, it's actually kind of nice that hey, that's relatable. We do that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fun. He, it was the moment when the, the the one woman said, "Oh, I'm struggling with the short documentary categories." Like, oh, go with your gut. <laughs> yeah, I'm like every time. Yeah, no one has an opinion on these <laughs> unless you're into the short documentary, you know, like scene. Yeah, no one is. There's a few people. Yeah, yeah, like three. Here they arrested development gif. There are dozens of us. Dozens. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, if, if we could be bothered and we and we're allowed, we'd probably have just put that in as an insert there. Yes, yes, yes. I don't want the copyright nightmare, so we're not doing it. But so, so yeah. So that, that's the episode again where Saul is kind of reverting back, and I think what's interesting to me is that what ultimately makes him go into the deep end, where he goes and, you know, spends all of his, his will money, his, you know, his, his Chuck Will money <laughs> on phones, and he, you know, at the end of the episode, he's going to make a deal with the kids that, that mugged him and try to scale him out of doing it, and we'll talk about that specifically. And it's interesting that he goes off this deep end because Kim cuts off the dream. Because Elyon, she's she notices, she's up late at night, and she's... she's tempted to look at the other case files and she's like no, no no i need to work on this mess of already crap even though she's clearly not as interested in it as she used to be and she comes to ben she sees jimmy's been doing the the the, the wexler miguel logos and he's he's got all these plans and she's kind of you know, she smiles at first and she's kind of sweet he's he's looking at all these different names but you know again he's, he's doing the logo the same logo that she split in half last season when she made the call nah we shouldn't really be together that way but we can share an office and you know she kind of yeah yeah but he's kind of back onto this stream, and it's kind of like he's so single-minded. This is the goal. This this is essentially the carrot at the end of the 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 the, the, the rainbow, basically. <laughs> but, you know, he's on this path of a year of not being able to do. So well, mixing metaphors. I know, I know. But he's determined to get there. And the one thing that's like sort of keeping him on the right path that made him want to go see a therapist, that did all these things, is his relationship with Kim and the hope that he can be his own thing with Kim at the end of that time. So Kim going and setting up this new thing with the other law firm where. She's going to be the head of their their uh, their banking law, which is inspired by what she sees in Jimmy's things because he has it down as a you know banking lawyer there. Mm. It's like oh yeah, you know, so she's like okay, I'm going to dive head on into it. Yeah, she goes back to I can't remember his name, but the you know the, the lawyer we've seen last season. I want to say Richard. You may be right, but he tries to you know he tried to hire her last season. He's very nice with her. He, you know he even asks about Saul and says, hey, how's Jimmy? Give him my best. You know after after his brother's death and so on. Very friendly, and she basically she's there because obviously later on she kind of sells it to Jimmy that he had the idea and that she was like suggested this by him, but she came up with this. She this was her idea that she could get a job there, but still feel like she was in charge. That she was getting, you know, she was she was she felt worthwhile, like she was an important member of the team and not just another employee and and so on. She still gets to have ownership of the Mesa Verde thing, but now it's not all on her shoulders. Now now she's got delegates. And as he even says, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can do your case law and yes. everything as well. Yeah, she has minions to throw on Mesa Verde. She which, can do some stuff at, at the new place, and she can do a, her, you know, criminal stuff. Which is funny because when you compare it to Saul, it's almost like if Saul found a way to be with Kim, do things properly, but still found a way to be sketchy. It's just for her being sketchy, still something, you know, legal yeah. and proper. Yes, <laughs> right. But that, that's kind of like she, she's living the dream and. I love that scene when she tells him and she knows it's hurting his feelings and she's trying to like sugarcoat it as much as possible and he has to go off and stand and I love that when he stands and he's, he's almost having a panic attack when he's, he's having to like calm down next to the kitchen behind him on the wall there's a fork 
and it says fork. Yeah. It's not it's not in English, but it says fork. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fork in the road. This is that's what this moment is. It's a bit it's a bit blatant, but I like it. I'll take it. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. I love the, the the sound design here, you know, with the, sort of the chopping, mm. whatever it was they were chopping, just the way it got louder and sped up and more intense as it went on. And mm. it just became all-encompassing. It was fantastic stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so good. And he, he just goes off the deep end and he goes to see, he goes to see Hamlin. He's collecting his check and Hamlin, you know, he's been nice enough, but he's still clearly very mopey and Saul kind of pries and says, oh, what's up? What's going on? Is it? Oh, the firm's in a bit of a bad place. Our reputation's not that great. We've had some setbacks. We're laying people off. Um, isn't no, no, that? They're, they're they're right sizing. Yes, yes, that's how you phrased it. But and you know, Saul basically chastises them and kind of opens up. And obviously, the, the the key phrase that really stuck out, I'm sure, to everyone is he says, "You're a crap lawyer, Hamlin, but you're a good salesman. So go out there and sell." And I'm like, projecting much, Jimmy? <laughs> I know that's you. <laughs> I, uh, I think no. I think you're 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 wrong. The key thing is when he points out the glorious head of hair, and he's right. What Hamlin's got glorious hair? Is that what you're telling me? It's it's very different, isn't it? It's 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 it stands out. That's all I'm saying. Well, yeah, maybe not this past couple of episodes because he's been letting it down. No, and he's... obviously not when he's looking like shit. But yeah. usually, sure, yeah, he's usually got a good head of hair. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but no, and you know Hamlin gets angry back at him and you know says "f you," which I think is notable in this show because they, they don't drop f bombs too often. So when they do, it does kind of it hits a little bit harder. It makes sense. It was in Breaking Bad, um, but no, the scene's very good. Obviously, it's well acted from both parties. But for Saul, this was like, no, don't be, don't be pitiful. Don't. It's like obviously he's taking out his frustration with what's just happened with Kim, and obviously he went and he said the right things. Like, no, you should do it. It's a great opportunity. Maybe things will be different in ten months, but I shouldn't hold you back. Don't wait for me. He says all the right things. He knows he's saying the right things, and I think he does genuinely mean it. It's not like I don't think he's holding a grudge. I don't think he's like just saying it for no. faking it's sake. I think he wants to believe he's saying it, or he wants to. He wants to believe what he's saying. I guess that's the way I should phrase that. Yeah, I think I think he does mean it because yeah. he doesn't yeah, like it. He's, he's always but been, he means it. He's always been genuine with Kim. He, yeah, he doesn't like it, but he, he he's still doing it anyway, right? Yeah, but he's hurt, and I I think telling Hamlin to stop, you know, being so pitiful and have a plan and you know go out and do things. He's he's basically kind of obviously projecting still. He's talking about himself, but I I, I think this idea that he sees like him being what he might have been. It's, it's just like before when the therapist scene from last week, or not, you know what I mean, the, the bathroom scene where they talked about therapy. Yeah. And he's worried about being like him and he's seeing, oh, this is what I could be or maybe what I've been like in my own way. Just, just It's not the exact same. I'm not looking that mopey, but I'm going out and I'm getting beat up by grunts when I'm trying to do my thing and I'm, things aren't working and you know, Kim's made this choice. So he he's really fighting back in this scene and I, I think it is all just from the frustration. It's all everything pent up. Um, and he's basically giving himself a pep talk more than anything else. Yeah, definitely. So, and then goes out, of course, he tries to talk to the thugs. And we, because we, we had here, we obviously orders all these phones, right? $5,000 worth of phones from, from the will. And he goes back to the, 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 the salon. To, nail salon. Nail yeah. salon, yeah. Uh, to hide them in his old office. And Which he he's still paying rent on. Which he's I still, did not realise. Yeah, he's been, how has he been affording this? He's been tight up for money for the last little while. Not really. He's been... 
because he was tight in the sense when they had to pay the big office. But once they stopped mm. paying that, he's, he's always seemed pretty comfortable. He's got a job as well now. And True. I, I guess he had just, I guess he just had enough in the bank. True. I know, but I mean, they, they got a nice enough house. They're living together. But how, how many people could afford rent on a separate? I mean, I don't know how much rent in this, this little office is. This, this but... one little room. Yeah. Yeah. True. Especially a little room that's at the back of a nail salon, which is a really weird yeah, looking... probably like, not as much as we're thinking. Is he renting from her? Or is this like a free agent sort of thing where it's also just for no, rent? I think, I think he's renting from her. Okay. All right. Because she's the one that comes in and is like, no, 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 not having these here. That's true. That's true. So, but he goes to see the thugs and he tries to make the proposition like, hey, I'll pay you $100 every time I'm out here selling. Just you, you know, don't interfere with me. Um, and, you know, you're making money for nothing. And, like, well, why wouldn't we just take everything from you? It's like, well, because then I'd stop doing it and you wouldn't make it next time. And he's got very sound logic. This is this is basic, you know, uh, economics here. It, it is, yeah. But these idiots are too stupid for that. So they chase him. And I actually just immediately assumed, I'm like, this is a plan. I just yeah yeah it's like he's going somewhere I might don't know who's at the end of it but yeah he knows what he's doing I just I know Saul's not that stupid right he's smarter yeah, exactly. than this um and sure Moore was obviously one of the guys uh there but it's like it's the two gunmen and they get taken and because you actually hear him on a phone at one point earlier on talking about a location he's like, oh so I can use that location it's private yeah and pinata as you say and I'm like and it kind of went away after that I was like pinata and obviously the name of the episode is pinata but I was like what was the pinata about um, and obviously you could say that oh, Saul, the metaphor is that Saul's been beat up enough that he's finally exploding or wh- whatever he can... he's, he's cracked open his true self's come out there you go there you go but th- here we get to it this was the place he was talking about he's got them hung upside down with, with all these pinatas and they're hitting all the pinatas and they're getting to him and he basically just, he, he, all he really says is he's, you know you, you won't mess with me and you know we won't you know I mean he doesn't quite out- outright say they're going to kill him or whatever he implies pain, slower, fast, and he, and he'd be like, "No, please, please, we won't, you know, won't mess with you. You'll never see us again." And you'll also go around and tell everyone that I'm not to be touched, that I'm, I'm, you know, the, the big dog, blah blah. Like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. I'll tell everyone you're you're untouchable, right? Um, and that's the end of the episode. That's that's the moment we close out on. Is that is that Saul makes his this power play and walks out. Um, and it's funny because. I think last week you were debating if there was going to be a moment. You know, the moment yeah. where he kind of goes down the path. And I think I'd argue this was kind of it. See, this is this is what I was getting at last week. We think this is the moment now, but in two or three episodes, will it be? Or will he kind of come to his senses and, and pull back a little bit? And we'll be like, maybe not. And like I say, one time it's going to stick. It may not be till the end of the show, but at one point it's it going is, to stick. But sure, but we, if we say it every episode, it, it, it gets boring. Oh, this was the moment. I'll only stick to it. I'll only stick to it. Okay. And, and obviously, right. uh, Kim's side of this was, of course, very good as well. Like her, her decision made a lot of sense. She, she, and it's the sort of thing where you, you feel a little bad bad when she's go, she's making this pitch and you get what she's saying to the, the, the lawyer and you get where she's going with it. And you feel a little bit bad because you know this is going to hurt Saul, but it's the right thing for her to do. It's this this stability that he he can't quite offer, and in, in, in terms of her job, and it, it just yeah. it makes sense. She was always meant I, for I greater, love, bigger things. Oh yeah, I love the moment that called back to the the opening flashback. Um, you know when she sat doing the 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 voice recording for the for the paralegal, going, "Hey, mm-hmm. here, here's all these things you need to do." 
and uh, it gets to one thing. She says, "Oh yeah, there's this law. Uh, check out the, the you know on this legal precedent. Just you know find the case that it is." And and then she stops and she's like, "God damn it! I would have known this, you know, because we we'd seen Chuck Quizzer on, you know, what was yeah. the the case for that, and she just knew it instantly." And so she's there. It's like, no, no, I'm going to think about this. I know what it is. And it, it, just that is like proving to herself that she can still do it. The, the the challenge of what she cares about. Yeah. It's kind of like how for Saul, it's selling. It's, it's, it's convincing people to do things. That, that was the thing he loved about conning people. It's what he loves most about being a lawyer. And whenever he's been taken away from that, he's missed it and it's felt boring. Kim's kind of the same way. Go, going just into the banking stuff like she has been with Ms. Verdi has kind of taken away everything she actually likes about the job. She's She's not, you know arguing for people she's not you know doing good things for people and she's not hungry and thirsty to keep up her case law because when she's constantly doing new cases she has, she's having to be aware of all the previous you know the all, all the, yeah. the the examples and whatnot to argue things in court and whatever else whereas with the with mesa verde she's just kind of no it's just banking you're doing regulations and you're convincing people to you know it's mostly paperwork permits and regulations and blah 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 yeah it's paperwork uh and while everything she's talking about sounds boring as shit to me, to her, that's all the exciting stuff. And then, you know, she wants back to that. Yes, exactly. That fulfills her. Um, does. Then you could argue that Saul, to an extent, is trying to convince him, trying to convince himself that certain things don't fulfill him. But he keeps coming back to them. He keeps getting drawn back. He does. He can't help himself, can he? Poor bastard. And I suppose you could maybe even make an argument that with Chuck gone, that sole motivation he originally had to try and go down this path of being a lawyer and and being better is kind of gone. Yeah, it was for that approval. And now, I mean, even before it was, you know, okay, he didn't need that approval after a while because it was, he realized it was never going to happen, right? In the last couple of years. Yeah. Or last couple of seasons, even. Yeah. And years it, for him. You could almost argue it kind of shifted to Kim and it was about. Oh, I don't want you to be seen as weaker or lesser in her eyes. I want you to uphold yeah. the, the the proper image of myself for her. Um, and and it's a shame because he, he he should still feel that way, but now he's just doing things that she doesn't know about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh. So, which which actually might be why this is kind of the moment. If I'm going to argue that, is that this is maybe the first time in a long time where he's actively doing something, despite the fact that, it, like. He, he's he's pretending it's not the case to, and obviously he did a little couple of things last week but this is where he's really going down this deep end now behind Kim's back yeah that's fair uh, I think I, I can see the season ending at this point with her kind of discovering what's been going on maybe yeah maybe um, but the moment he's not trying to do things for her and he's just trying to do them to make himself feel better maybe that's where he starts going off maybe, rails yeah, yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, sadly, I, I think Saul's never been about self-respect. It's always been about the respect of someone else. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Chuck, then now, now Kim. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we'll see. Uh, but obviously we had some other plots here to, to talk about. We had, we had Mike and we had, we had the secret hideout where all the workers who are coming to, to, to excavate the basement of the, the laundry place. And Joe, you know it's funny. I like, they could have never went down this path. They, I could have just assumed, well, they don't need to keep all the people secret. They can just, you know, they'll be staying in a hotel somewhere or whatever. 
But no, no, this is how secret of Gus is being. Is all the workers are going to stay in these two made-up houses they've got inside this big building. And he's showing Mike around. And Mike's like, oh, you're going to have to get a list of these things. And he's like, what? It's like, well, they're going to be here probably 10 months. They're going to be working 10 long hours every day, you know, hard labour. And then they're coming back here. It can't just feel like a prison. It has to, you know, have relaxation. So he's like, no, get a bar, have it on tap, get, get a basketball hoop, get the football court out, get the projector dvd player make sure there's all entertainment so on he's, he's definitely regretting the bar <laughs> get get the weights and stuff so they've got you know plenty of comforts um the treadmill the, the industrial treadmill yeah they'll tell through the, the consumer crap in a day or whatever it was he said uh it was good stuff yeah. but and gus obviously respects his opinion and understands why he's saying that. It's like oh you're right yeah that's that's not cause problem but they've also got surveillance on them around the clock um all that and obviously he's keeping an eye on this one guy named kai Kai, who bit of a dick. Understatement. Doesn't absolute knobhead. Doesn't un, doesn't listen to Mike or even his boss until at the fifth or sixth time he finally says, "Hey, Kai, get yeah, over he's, here." He's too busy going for the beer. He's a bit of a dick. He asks some stupid questions. So Mike is clearly like, I I love Mike's annoyed face during this scene because I'm like, yeah, I'm annoyed. Me and you, Mike. Yeah. We're right about. It's funny. He's, he's treating us as jokes. Like, oh, where, where's the girls? And, and Mike's like. You're bringing the girls in here, and yo, ooh, shit's gonna get down. Oh, I'm gonna go all make on you. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, so he goes out and he tells the guy, "Hey, watch this one." So I can definitely see there being drama from from Kai and you know them keeping these guys in here. Uh, Joe, you know I never thought the the story of how we built this lab was going to be so interesting, but so far it's actually been quite quite fascinating. Yeah, I I'm expecting a time jump after this season mm-hmm. so that it's it's built over the over the gap, like because yeah. You know, We'll get some of it, sure, like you understand, but you know, hey, ten months, like it says. Interesting that it's ten months for this, and there's also ten months left on Saul's uh, year off from from law. Yeah, it's convenient, that isn't it? Yeah, it's almost like we can we can jump ahead, and they'll both be just at a nice spot for us to jump back into. Yeah, who'd have thought? Hmm, it's almost like they plan these shows. Uh, so we have we have this, and it's it's an interesting little side plot. Uh, Mike also has a scene uh, where he goes and tries to apologise to his daughter-in-law <laughs> uh, for the for the outburst and the therapy session, uh, and it's just kind of a scene on its own for the most part, where where your mate tries to apologise, but he's like, I still believe what I said, but time and place. Yeah, I think the key thing for me out of this scene is that he's trying to get more involved in you know with Kaylee again. So like, mm. I'll pick her up from school tomorrow, and I feel like this is going to go downhill pretty quickly when something goes wrong with the Germans and he has to and you know cancel on on, on whatever he had planned with yeah I could see that being a thing uh, I, I think for me it's the idea that he he also says in this scene that he's not going back to therapy so it's not for him um and I think it is it's you funny know that, that Jimmy said the exact yeah, same thing it is, it's, it's kind of funny to me as different as they are in terms of characters I, I mean you could almost argue this show if, if nothing else it's about people trying to be better and kind of failing and just reverting to who they actually are. Um, yeah. And Mike, and obviously Mike was was better than Jimmy was, but he was still a cop. I mean, you know, when the mate, the advice he gave his son about taking the money. Just be corrupt. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, he was clearly not a, he was a good cop in terms of his skill. Like, he knew what he was doing. He was very smart and he played things, but he wasn't a but good he, person. He was not above bribery. Yeah. Um, so... I think it's interesting that even Mike and Saul's storylines are kind of paralleling in that sense, uh, and they're yeah. both kind of into the deep end. So, 
No, that's very good. Um, so enjoyed that stuff. Um, Gus also had a scene where he went to see Hector, where I, 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 I was convinced the hand was going to move at the end of this scene. It, it lingered so long. I'm like, it's going to move, right? It's moving, and then it just doesn't. Subverting your expectations. Absolutely blue balling us. <laughs> Better than Ryan Johnson does it though. He does no such thing. Yeah. Which is funny because he actually directed some episodes of Breaking Bad. But, uh, so, so yeah, Gus, do you know what? I could listen to Gus. Like, if you want to just, like, have an episode where we sit down and listen to him tell stories about growing a tree, <laughs> I will happily watch that episode. Story time with Gus. That's the next show. Because it was, it was just a, a little soothing. I mean, it got a little bit dark at the end because he was implying that, hey, you're the. What was the animal that was attacking his tree? I can't remember. I don't know. It wasn't what I recognized. No, me either. But he, but he's, he's obviously the, the the comparison, the metaphor here was that, you know, he he'd built his business just like the tree, and it, it was starting to flourish and it was going well, and then you know Hector being the animal who came and tried to ruin it, and he hid away just like he is now in the coma, but he eventually came out, and you'll come out despite the fact that the doctors think you might die, or might never and wake then up. I'll kill you. Yeah. Uh. So no, nah, the metaphor was clear, but it was such a well acted scene. Um. Uh, was. Uh, it's a testament to your direction in acting when you can have a scene where a character just sits and tells a story for a good solid like four or five minutes and it never yeah, once yeah felt... I'd say three four minutes yeah uh, so very good very very good uh, so I mean I don't think we have to analyse it too much I mean it's quite clear what he's saying in the scene it's, yeah it's it's not subtle is it but it's not intended to be it's, yeah. it's very clear that he's like if you're hearing this I want you to get this message yeah yeah um, I, I think I always liked in Breaking Bad how Gussie's like backstory always seemed to mirror Waller's. Like it was always like because we got glimpses of how he sort of came up through the system and became the Gus that we knew, and the way he talked about this tree and feeling proud of this tree and it was the sweetest thing he'd ever tasted the, the fruit off of it. You know, it, it it reminded me of Walter in a lot of ways. The way Walter was prayed, you know, has prayed about building what he did, and how he became yeah. egotistical about it. Uh, and Gus is very much the same way. And they're not the exact same, because there was always some parallels. I remember one of the flashbacks with Gus, we see him throw up after something violent happens. The same thing happened with Walter at some point later on, we see him throw up. And it was very similar, the way it was shot. It was very intentionally, no, he's at the sa- this stage that Gus was at in this flashback. Yes, but, but Gus reached a, a level of professionalism that Walt never did. No, that's true, that's true. Walt, Walter went too quick. He shot for the moon very fast. and He did, he did, yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I mean, he was dying, I suppose, so <laughs> why waste time? Don't have too much choice, right? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. And Gatorade him, bitch. Uh, so, yeah. I asked the most we've talked about Breaking Bad on one of these in a while. <laughs> it is. I feel like, to its credit, even though, you know, we're talking about, you know, the lab and, you know, that yeah. quite extensively here. And I feel like the show does such a good job of, being its own entity, that I don't feel the need to talk about Breaking Bad. I know, I know, people like, you know want to compare it. They want to talk about how all these things are, you know, referenced and lead in. But to me, that's not as interesting as just what the show's doing in its own right. Yeah, well, I think with the lab specifically, because obviously that is building to something that's in Breaking Bad. I think they just make a good job of making it entertaining and and thrilling as to just on its own, the plot of building the slab is just interesting. Like, let's say we never had Breaking Bad, right? This was just a, an original story. You'd be going, oh, what's, th- what's this for, right? Yeah. But um, the, the the core content would still be the same. Yeah. It's just, instead of that, we're thinking, okay, we know what this is for, but how did he achieve this? And, you know, like, what were the complications? And I'm sure there will yeah, be. 
th- there'll be difference of we going, oh, does this get done, and what's what's he going to use it for? Yeah, we'd, we'd be yeah, we were asking these questions, but the 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 direction, the scenes themselves of just you know Mike interviewing these guys and you know planning the, this room in this week. Yeah, that would all be the exact same. Um, and if I'm going to make a prediction about this plot, I feel like Kai's going to do something bad. They're going to have to deal with it. And then because of that, they're going to have to kill all of them because they're all, they're all going to be witnesses to whatever happens. Yep, pretty much. The question is whether or not they get it finished first or they have to bring in someone else to finish the job. They're all going to... I mean, and part of me thinks it gusts me away. Just kill them all at the end anyway, but... <laughs> um, you know. But I, I I think that's like part of the, the effect of... Ha- seeing Mike and the, the, the main guy, the main architect, uh, seeing yes. them bonding, they have respect for each other, they shake each other's hands. He's, you know, he's... Uh, you know, well, I don't want to say friendly with each other, but they're definitely very formal. As, as friendly as Mike can be. Yeah, there's a, there's a respect that he understands and and they, they understand each other. So that's just enough to like, okay, he feels like a, a human being. So when Mike has to shoot him in the face by the end of the season, or watch as he gets shot in the face at the end of the season, that'll have impact. Yeah. Yeah. Or next season, depending on how long we we, we go through the building process. Yeah. Well, we'll worry about that when it happens. Yeah. But uh, it will happen. But yeah, so no natural this episode, so we'll get back to him in a bit, I think. But this is uh, that is it. That is episode six, Pinata. Good stuff. No, very good stuff. Um, I guess a very lax season in com- com- comparatively with the the big emotional stuff, but it's planting a lot of seeds. There's a lot of growing it going on. Feels like next season's going to be a biggie. Yes. So uh, there we go. That is episode 6. So let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel ups, uh, updates. I was going to say upsets there. Yes, channel upsets when we're complaining or upset about things on the channel. Uh, go go. To I, could, I could do that all day. You can go to patreon.com slash TV if you want to support us and everything we do here and keep the reviews coming. You can go do that. You can do that for as little as a dollar per month and you can feel warm and fuzzy inside. Uh, but that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla